What's the most important resource that you have? If you really thought about this deeply, I think you'd come to the same conclusion that Joey and I did. It's time. In our newest book, What's Without Wall Street, The Three Steps to Financial Freedom Through Passive Income, we talk about how are we tracking that time? Well, what is the thing that we can do to get more of that time back? That's right. If you've ever been listening to our podcast and thought, man, it would be amazing if I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today. Joey, this yeah. is a football. I'm sorry? This is a football. I thought this was a podcast. No, this is a football is something that an amazing legendary coach named Vince Lombardi said to his football team in the summer of 1961, right before their training camp started. He said, we can take nothing for granted. This is a football. He was talking to professional athletes, people mm. who had played the game of football their whole life. Literally everything about them lived, breathed football. And he starts off training camp with a football in his hand saying, this is a football. Okay. Now, you got, you got to make the connection. Why, why are we talking about this? Well, today's guest, Tommy Thornburg, the president of prime corp services says to us, we cannot not take taxes into account. We are leaving money on the table when we are not focusing on the basics when it comes to tax preparation, tax planning, and tax organization. And while taxes can be a boring topic, it can be a topic that none of us want to focus on, we make it an afterthought. We know if we don't, Uncle Sugar's going to come knocking. True? <laughs> That's so true. But I, what about the people right now, Russ, who are listening that have never started a business? They're just, they're working a W-2 job. That's been their, their whole livelihood. And they say, yeah, it's just not this. I mean, should they listen to this podcast? Why would they listen to this? Well, I, I heard him say, if you're not running a side hustle, right? You don't have a part-time um, self-employment contract somewhere, or you're not running some full-time self-employment type business, you are leaving money on the table. It is costing you money. That's why if I'm just a, a, a still working for the man, I need to understand this better. Well, and I, that's what I love about this. This isn't a, in either or, like I'm either self-employed or I'm a W-2 employee. There are benefits in our tax code of having an entity that you operate some sort of a side hustle out of. And if you've been working through our right next thing grid with one of our coaches, you understand that with your unique investor DNA, there is something that you can create that will create passive income that will require a business of some sort, an entity. And that's what I love about Prime Corporate Services, that they are willing to meet with somebody who is at the very beginning of this journey. They've never even thought about having a side hustle to somebody who's been investing at a high level with multiple entities and multiple different investments and make sure that that person is optimized. That's what I took away from this is 
that at any level that you're at, you can benefit from what we're going to talk about today. And Prime Corporate Services actually has a solution to help you, whether you're just beginning or you've already made it, as most people would think, in terms of the investment world. Well, if, if you want to click on the link in the show notes, or if you just want it right now, go to primecorporateservices.com forward slash wealth without Wall Street, all one word. And they'll set up that free 30 to 45 minute consultation to talk through your scenario, regardless, as Joey said, if you're a beginning investor or a seasoned investor, don't take anything for granted. Let's don't take any more away from this interview. Let's jump in right now with Tommy Thornburg. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now, here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Wealth Without Wall Street Tribe, welcome back and welcome Mr. Tommy Thornburg. So glad to have you in the, in the studio today. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, Tommy, our, our audience has been easy to find ways to get into not only tax planning, but also to setting up their entities. They're learning how to become financially free and they know they need to be a, an entrepreneur at, at the minimum by owning an investment business. And that's what you guys do so well. True. Yeah, that's it's it's not what you make. It's what you keep. That's kind of our slogan around here. And if you can protect yourself, protect your business, maximize on your taxes while showing yourself as a business, it's a win all the way around. And by the way, Tribe, thankfully, we have someone who can speak taxes that are not going to bore the tears off of you. I, I anticipate there being a lot of laughter today. And to, to, to show you that, I want to like, Tommy, we were having a conversation offline and you were telling us a little bit about your background. Like you're you're you kind of were second nature into this entrepreneurial space and investing specifically into real estate because your parents were in that Take us a little bit back to the background. Obviously, I want to learn more about Prime Corp, but I really want to know how you got into this space and why you're so excited to teach other entrepreneurs how to do it too. Sure. Yeah. If I tell this story one more time, I think my mom might kill me, but it's worth a, it's <laughs> worth a tell. So um, my, my parents split when I was really young. I was three years old. My mom was a real estate agent and my dad owned a real estate brokerage. And I joke all the time that the only thing they ever agreed about was that their kids should be self-employed. So uh, that I am extremely grateful for. And growing up, my, my mom tells this story about when I was like six years old or so, I'm like, stop the car. There's a for sale by owner. You know, mom, statistically for sale by owners are opportunities. So it, it was a very early age where I, I jumped into it and I was like, if I, I always thought that it was going to be strictly real estate and then turn 18 years old, tried to do the whole college thing. But when I turned 18, I drove from Salt Lake City um, all the way to North Carolina and started knocking doors, selling pest control. That was 
the bite of the apple that got me into self-employment and it <laughs> knocking doors. That's, that's pretty, that, that's hardcore right there, man. Well, I'm, I just want to know that were there no doors between Salt Lake city and North Carolina? <laughs> like you just decided that's where all the doors are. That was the first time I got sold was saying that North Carolina was where it was, where it was needed to be. Yeah, I would I would have thought like in Utah. I've never met a person from Utah that was not like ridiculously friendly. If I was gonna go knock on the door, that's where I would have started. I would have thought <laughs> my uh my buddy moved out here from Chicago and as soon as he got here, he's like, What's wrong with these people? Everyone's smiling, everyone's saying hi to me in the grocery store. These people are nuts. What do they want? <laughs> there there are a bunch of friendly people around here, that's for sure. There was nothing worse than walking into class when you're in school and the teacher saying, pop quiz day. Why? Because you were unprepared. Are you unprepared, though, for financial freedom? Don't be. Find out how close you are by taking our 30-second quiz at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash quiz. So you're, you're knocking doors in North Carolina, fresh out of high school. And what happens? I uh, was there for three months. I didn't get a single pest control contract my first three days, and I was ready to pack it in and drive right back. The problem was I, uh, I drove three days to get there, so I figured I'd give it another couple. Uh, <laughs> but o- over the three-day period, over the three-month period, I ended up doing pretty well and made $40,000 in three months of knocking doors. So it ended up being a success. I, uh, Chris Rock says that if you knock doors for two years, it's equivalent to a four-year degree. I took that way too literal. So I was like, forget it. I'll just keep working and see if I can be self-employed from here on out. Uh, so shout out Chris Rock, I guess. I don't know. I didn't think that we were going there with this. but Thank you, Chris. Appreciate you. <laughs> um, and then from there, when tax time rolled around, I had $40,000 that wasn't taxed. And uh, Uncle, Sa- Uncle Sam came knocking on the door himself, asking for 10000 back in taxes. And uh, that money was gone. <laughs> no, you, you hadn't kept it? We, by the way, we refer to him as Uncle Sugar around here. That's Uncle Sugar. Well, he, he <laughs> wanted for his taste. <laughs> he wanted his sugar, and mine was out. So I had to pivot and figure out a way of what I was going to do. But I realized very early at that moment, Ask my mom. She doesn't know what to do. Ask my dad. He's like, yeah, good luck. You're going to deal with this the rest of your life. So I became obsessed with just researching and understanding why less people understand about taxes than they should. And this goes back to the story I told both of you the other day. It's like you graduate high school and you know all this material that you're never going to do anything with. Algebra season's yet to come. I knew algebra getting out of high school. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> dude the quadratic formula is like just next month i heard i heard it's coming back i can't wait i've been i've been waiting so it's it's about time but uh but tax time comes every year so i i ulti- i've really become obsessed over the last 10 years on how to save entrepreneurs money in taxes how to help people understand how to utilize personal credit while building business credit and ultimately protecting themselves from their business and maximizing on their profits. That's that's really been the last 10 years of my life. Well, that's typically what someone right out of high school does, right? They they decide to, to knock doors and then all of a sudden they're like, taxes are going to be the thing that I'm going to really dig into deep. 
And I'm gonna I'm gonna share this on the. And by the way, this is why you can have a sense of humor and understand taxes inside and out. It's because you were able to knock on doors for three months and make money doing it. That you gotta have a sense of humor. You you gotta be able to like communicate. There's no other option. But where where did that happen? So you you're talking to your parents. They're saying, hey, you're gonna deal with this the rest of your life because they've been dealing with it, right? They've been in that self-employed environment. They know, hey, you're supposed to hold back money throughout the year. And at the, you know, try to write off everything you possibly can listen to whatever advice your CPA gives you, which is usually, can you buy another car? You know, like what other thing can you um, employ this time to, to send dollars out of your pocket so you don't have to show it at the end of the year. But obviously you, you started digging in there. Was that going back to school? How, how did, how did you find out the answers to these questions? Yeah, I mean, what I what I realized very quickly when I filed my taxes is even and at this point, I just walked into a local H&R block and it was like it was very apparent to me that all they were wanting to do was enter in numbers, tell me a number, hope that I pay it, cross my fingers, charge me whatever the cost is and send me on my way. But at the time now, now, now I would kill for a $10,000 tax bill, to be honest. It sounds really nice. But uh, at, at the time, $10,000 was a lot of money. And I was just gung-ho on there's got to be a better way. So between writing off college expenses and education and understanding the vehicle deduction and the mileage deduction, I was fortunate to where it was a smaller amount of money. And the deductions that I had were able to lower that tax liability by very minimal research. And then as I continued to generate more income throughout the years, that's when the more exciting planning started to come of purchasing the vehicles, paying the children now, investing into real estate, understanding that depreciation is absolutely king when it comes to taxes. And I read this really powerful article probably about a year after the knocking doors incident where it was explained to me like wealthy people don't invest in real estate because they want real estate. They invest into real estate because they want the depreciation to write off against their income. And it just stuck with me where it's like, if you want to continue to build wealth, have residual income, you have to make investments that you may not even be your top priority, but are going to really impact your bottom line from a tax standpoint. So that's how it, how it all kind of started. It's funny that you talked about knocking on doors, selling pest control services, and then going to an H&R block and them just checking boxes, right? One, one of our uh, coaches, Eric Hudson, he said to me yesterday, he goes, man, I was so frustrated at that at our pest control service and my lawn con, uh, group, they're the same group, right? They come and they spray for pests and then they spray his yard. And he's like, they, they think that they're serving me by checking the box, right? Cause I said, Hey, I want to make sure my yard's taken care of. I want to make sure the pest stuff is taken care of. And so every time they just check the box and they give me a piece of paper saying, I checked the box, it's done. He's like, but my yard is not as green as I want it to be. And he says, they don't realize what I want them to do is give me the greatest green yard, right? So when you go into an H&R block, you go into your accountant's office, what is it that you want? You want to figure out what is the most effective and efficient strategy to reduce your tax liability, right? It's not that I want to make sure everything, you know, that I'm getting, you know, oh yeah, you, you, yeah, you, uh, you get the right income on here. You got the right expenses on here. Check mark. Um, here's your tax bill. 
right? You need somebody to think with you. Why do you believe, Tommy, that in the accounting space that we don't see accountants? Now, I'm not going to take every accountant, right? So we have amazing CPAs and accountants to listen to the show that are, are entrepreneurial in nature. But it seems like from the conversations we have that a lot of accountants are just checking boxes, are not partnering with their uh, with their their clients to help them think through ways to mitigate taxes into the future. What's your thoughts here? I'm going to make everyone happy, the accountants listening and the entrepreneurs listening with this answer. It's a combination of multiple people's fault, ultimately. And there's the, the, the main problem is that there's no planning throughout the year. So for those accountants and CPAs that are like, Tommy, you're putting a bad, bad word on my name over here. It's because their clients don't track their expenses. They have no planning and they get to the end of the year and they're just scrambling, trying to make up expenses to lower their tax liability. If there's no planning, there's nothing that's going to change come tax time. So that's the old, that's the biggest problem. 90% of people or businesses that are audited lose those audits. And the main reason that they lose those audits is because they don't have an alibi. There's nothing that they can go back to and say, I tracked my mileage, even though you audited me for my mileage, here's my record keeping. Get away from me. Here's my records. Here's my books, right? The other problem is it's an old broken system. Um, a lot of our head accountants and CPAs call it a, a gray haired industry where a lot of people only take advice from people that have been in the industry for 20 years. Guess what? The tax code changes every single year. And we had one of the biggest tax code changes we've ever experienced in 2018. So if you don't have an accountant or a CPA that's keeping up with the changes and making you aware of them throughout the course of the year, naturally, you're going to be leaving money on the table. That is so true. Now, what we've also experienced is that some accountants are not necessarily looking forward. They're only looking backwards and they're just record keeping, they're not actually strategizing with you. How how have you seen the industry try to solve that? Yeah, well said. And you're absolutely right. There's a massive difference between tax filing and tax planning. If you hire someone to file your taxes, all you're looking at is a year in the rear, to your point. But if you have someone that's going to help you with tax planning, and this is something I would recommend to everybody, even if you're just getting started and haven't made any money, it's not about where you are right now. It's where you're going to be in one year, three year, five year, 10 year. So what does that roadmap ultimately look like? If I don't enter an address into Google Maps, I'll just drive in circles around my neighborhood. If any, you know, if anyone knows me, that's true. So my, my point to that is break the year up into quarters, January, February, March, quarter one, so on and so forth. And then at the end of every quarter, do an inventory on your business. If you don't have a profit and loss on your business, you have a hobby. You don't have a business. And that way, going into the fourth quarter, you know and, and say, Tommy, you've, you're going to owe $10,000 in taxes either reinvest this back into your business or you're going to lose it in the form of taxes to what was it? The sugar knocker. <laughs> Uncle sugar. Uncle sugar, man. Uncle sugar. Yeah. All right. Well, so I, hold on. I got a question for us. I'm going to cut you off. 
the people are listening. They heard that there's this kid knocking on doors in North Carolina. And now all of a sudden there's this guy that knows a lot about taxes. Are, are you a CPA? Like what, what happened in that time frame, and what, what is kind of your current day? Like, what are you, what are you doing? I was telling Russ before you jumped on Joey, what's happened is I've just sat in this chair for more hours and days and weeks and years in a row that I care to admit. But, um, I ran into and I met Steve Harward. We were at a celebration of life and he drove me in uh, this real fancy Mercedes. And I jumped out 22 years old at the time and paid for his $3 parking. And Steve was absolutely upside down upset that I paid for his parking. And I said, hey, my mom said, you drive, I I pay for the parking. That's how I was raised. I don't know what else to tell you. Get over it. Um, And we just ended up hitting it off at that point. And he was already um, working for a company that offered the services that we offer today. And we started Prime Corporate Services um, that Monday. It was a Saturday night. I quit my job. I called my boss, who happens to be our head of operations now, And uh, we started our company on Monday and there was four or five of us total when we first started and we now have over 200 employees. So to answer your question, I'm not a CPA, I'm not an attorney, but I'm in a very, very fortunate position that I get to oversee all of our accountants and all of our CPAs. I get to have daily or weekly communication with all of our attorneys And then I get to have interaction directly with our advisors. So as overwhelming and as much work as it is, I get to kind of pave the path of what it means to be an investor and discredit what the attorney says, which by the way, if attorneys ran the world, no one would leave their house. Everything's too dangerous to do anything if you ask an attorney. But if you ask a CPA, you don't really get the answer that's going to protect your business. Oftentimes, it's what's going to make the tax filing easiest at the end of the year. So there's some truth somewhere in the middle. And I've really, uh, over the last 10 years, put a lot of priority in finding what's good, what's bad, what's ugly, and where the risk meets the opportunity for business owners. Man, I, I would. I feel like we'd need about six hours or longer to to really break out what you just said there. Because in our couple of conversations before this, I didn't know that that's how it connected. You you rode in a car with a guy. Obviously, he was successful. He was working at a company that had been doing a lot of the similar services that you're doing now. You guys hit it off. And on Monday, you've... you. This seems like that scene from The Wolf of Wall Street. Not that I've watched you know, the movie. It, it, but it just seems like if you show me a check for 70 grand, I'm quitting my job. You know, I, like, I, I've even been told I look like <laughs> Jonah Hill. So this is getting weirder by the second. <laughs> I mean, and all of a sudden now, so what? give, give me the short version because I want to go deeper in some other things. But I, I just feel like if, if I'm listening to this, I'm like, whoa, whoa, what did Tommy just say? He, he, he met this guy on the weekend. He, he quits his job and he's working with him or they started a company over the weekend. What did that look like? What, what was day one? I mean, Joey and I, when we first broke off from the company we were working with the first week, by the way, we were sharing an office with a copier. 
<laughs> you know, it, it was four of us in a round table in a copier about the size of your closet. So I, I, I know how <laughs> businesses get started. I've seen it firsthand. It was pretty, it was pretty similar. I got it. It was a, uh, instead of a copier, ours was a bathroom. So that was unfortunate. I would have rather a copier to be honest. Um, <laughs> uh, Yes. I, I was one foot in, one foot out. So let me back up a little bit. Yeah. Thank you for that. I did. That was 10 years condensed into about 10 seconds. So we'll slow that down real quick. After I got back from knocking doors, I got a really cool opportunity to work with this company that was still early stages and they were selling phone and internet and home security and all these services over the phone. And so we realized very quickly that over the phone, you had a much larger reach for these home type services. So we actually tried to start a over the phone pest control service going back to my 18 year old knocking days that failed so miserably that I really prefer to keep that out of the story because it's not even worth talking about really. But um, then I got into this phone and internet thing and it was awesome. And then we helped them start a security branch that was bringing in $12 million a year of telling people that they got the home security equipment and we were going to get them set up with ADT. It was actually an awesome service. It was an awesome free equipment that they were able to obtain. It was just a little niche in the market that you didn't have to pay for marketing costs. And uh, I was told all the way along 20-year-old me, believing everything everyone's saying, um, that I was going to get some sort of a portion of it. And then that company sold to Wachovia the week before I met Steve. Biggest blessing of all times. At the time, I thought it was the end of the world. I felt betrayed. I felt terrible. I felt like I was a failure for putting in all this work for somebody else. But it was a huge learning lesson. I think um, if that doesn't happen, and if I get some sort of a portion of that revenue, I'm probably stuck making less money for a lot longer than I wanted to. But because it happened when it happened, I meet Steve a week later and pay for a $3 parking. I was willing to take a risk at a young age without any kids. And it has just been a lot of work, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears over the last 10 years. But I, I wouldn't change it for anything. And I genuinely love what I do. I, I'm grateful that I don't have to talk about security. I'm grateful that I don't have to talk about pest control. The things that didn't work out for to put in place, the things that did work out was, was a total blessing without knowing that when it was happening throughout the, throughout the time. Well, what you did is you took your experience, right? So we talk about the ways to do deals. Some people listening to our show think, when they first get here, they think, oh, I have to have money. If I don't have money, I can't do deals. And that's not true, right? Money is one op option. The, the second one is an opportunity. You have to have an opportunity. If you can find opportunities, monies will find the opportunity. The, the third one maybe people have is time. The fourth one is experience. And the fifth one is relationship. So what you just said is, hey, we, I have been using my experience in a different field, showing brick and mortar type businesses, how to get to their end customer and end user through a completely different channel, which at that time was telephone, right? And you were able to, to, to shortcut the marketing concept. And now you meet Steve, who's doing 
a form of accounting and tax preparation and uh, estate planning and all the other services you guys offer at Prime Corp now. And you're like, wait a sec, we could we could do this together and we can take all the smart people in the world, all the people who took all the time to learn how to become accountants and become attorneys. And we can help them, which they're typically really bad, by the way, at getting customers. We can be the person who connects the person on the other end of this podcast to those people and and be kind of the matchmaker. This is match.com for accountants and customers. And that's what I'm hearing. Swipe right or swipe left. Is that are we doing something like that today? We had we had the idea for dating apps before dating apps with accountants. <laughs> we kind of missed the calling. A dating app would have been way more profitable and way less work. The accountants uh, would have spent a lot of money. I don't know how many <laughs> how many people were on the other end of that deal. <laughs> so when when we do when we did start Prime Corporate though, the first thing that we had in mind is. When you start a business, when it when it does take money and you have this office space and you get into this big old idea, um, you either hire the high power attorney or you hire the really expensive accountant and CPA to file your books or you hire a CFO to balance your books. And we realized very early and funny enough, 10 years ago when we first started, we had a lot of clients that were selling products on eBay. And they were doing very, very well. But eBay was like this massive rush when we first started. So we were helping people in the online space when we first jumped into it, structure their business, maximize on their taxes, build business credit so they had more money to reinvest into products for their online website. And then we ventured into all these other industries since. But at the end of the day, all businesses really come back to very similar fundamentals where when you structure your business, you're trying to accomplish three things, privacy and protection, tax benefits, profit or loss, and the ability to show yourself as a legitimate business, not only to your clientele, but to banks and lenders for additional funding as well. So fundamentally, this stuff is pretty similar. It varies per industry when it comes to tax code. But if we could provide this hole in the market of startup entrepreneurs with the legal and the financial services while enticing attorneys and CPAs that have no idea how to get clients, sorry, once again, to those accountants, um, then we were, once again, back in this win-win situation. If you've listened to our show for any length of time, you've heard us talk about infinite banking and how we were able to use that concept to create over $50,000 a month in passive income. But it's just not that easy to figure out how does this all connect into my own personal system? Stallion, that's why we created the passive income operating system, bro. It shows you how to turn active income into passive income. It makes all the steps come together. If you would like to get access to it as a podcast listener, we've never given this away in public before. Go to wealthwhatwallstreet.com forward slash P-I-O-S. So talk to me about, I hear you mentioning that you offer all of these services under one umbrella. Talk to me about the person that says, yeah, that sounds great, but I would rather have this person that only does tax strategy and over here handling this and this person that only does entity structure and legal legal formation over here and this person that just does business credit here like 
what's the what's the attraction that prime corporate does it all under one i think that person is crazy i'm gonna start there <laughs> i don't know who they're hiring to be the middleman to keep it all organized while they're doing that but um our philosophy is, and we offer this free consultation for a reason, right? I think if you help people by actually helping people, good things happen. So when we offer this free consultation, our thought is, if you want to be self-employed, you want privacy and protection. You're crazy not to structure yourself as a business. Treat something like a hobby. It costs you money like a hobby. Treat it like a business and reap the rewards of what businesses have to offer. There's 70,000 pages of a tax code, and a lot of them are meant to benefit investors and entrepreneurs. Everyone in the US should be self-employed to some extent. Side hustle, side business, full-time self-employment. If not, you're leaving money on the table. So if we come in and we help you understand how to structure your business, you're probably gonna want more funding to build and grow that business, now we get to help you with building business credit. Guess what? You have to file your taxes. So we've got a team of people that can orchestrate and coordinate all that together. And then as you build wealth and as you build a legacy, you're going to want to protect it for future generations and loved ones. And that's where the estate planning piece comes into play. Maybe down the road for most. Some of you may already be there now. But the one-stop shop of understanding who set up the business entities, how to access and build your business credit, where to go to to file your taxes, and then protect it all and bring it all back together. I think the one umbrella approach works for a lot of clients. But uh, for the person that wants to piecemeal it together, call me and let me know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, could, I could tell you how it goes. Not well. One, because you end up, like you said, who's the middle person? Who's the middleman? Um, who, who's the person that is helping connect the dots? And it's just like, I mean, I remember my dad at, in, in the last couple of years of his life, he, he had so many different medical issues. He saw every specialist that the doctor, that the hospital had. And the problem was, is that, that they didn't even communicate inside a singular hospital. They weren't communicating with each other. The, the, their, their technology is so antiquated. And I, I, I see that what's happening when people come to us and their accountants in one hand, their attorneys on another, they're trying to figure out how to, how to run a business. And none of those three parties are, are communicating. And so they ultimately end up giving advice which we always say advice is like garbage should be treated as such because it comes from the experience of the person giving it so you got one person giving their advice like oh man you should be doing this roth ira because this is going to save you on you know uh future taxes well and they're like oh well, my attorney told me to do that that makes total sense right but yet here they are and they're they're learning on another hand that Hey, by the way, yeah, it's great, but you can't touch the money. You, you know, what, what's the what's the objective if you can't touch the money? How does it become financially free? And they're like, but my attorney said that. And so they're they're always a conflict and they don't know where to go. So I got two questions for you. One is you said that every person should have a side hustle, part-time self-employed or full-time self-employed. Otherwise, they're leaving money on the table. So that's question number one. Just touch yeah. on that for just a second. Here's the major difference, right? I mean, this if you have a W-2 job, the J-O-B, just over broke, I believe they call that. That's what that stands for, right? Just over broke. 
you go to work, you exchange your time. They take taxes out. They give you what's left. You pay your bills. You hopefully have a couple bucks left over. It's over. That's it. You cross your fingers all year to hope for a little bit of a tax return because the government took too much throughout the year and you gave them an interest-free loan. That's not the way that I want to do things. And it doesn't give you any control with your money and there's limitations to it. So when you're self-employed, the major difference is you go generate your own income. You reinvest it back into the business for what's going to help your future self and your future business. And then you pay taxes on what's left. So flipping that upside down of when the taxes are paid gives the investor or the business owner the control and the power to make decisions on where they want to be in one year, three year, five year, 10 year, as opposed to where they are right now. And if all you ever want to do is the J-O-B to exchange time, to take taxes, to pay your bills, something like walking in and thinking a year behind, Joey, to your point of just thinking a year behind on the tax filing, that's great for the J-O-B. But the tax planning has to come into play for the people that want more and the people that truly are looking for self-employment to be the time and financial freedom piece in their life. That makes total sense. All right. Second question I have for you. I know we're, we're running out of time. How Kind of walk us through like how a typical person works with you. Like one of our community members reaches out and says, hey, out, free consultation. Great. What does that even mean? Walk them through, help them understand what it would look like if they came to your team for help. What's that visual for them? Yeah, for sure. So we focus on a couple different areas, entity structure, business credit development, tax prep, tax filing, and estate planning. So once again, going back to this free consultation, it is 45 minutes to an hour to speak with one of our advisors specifically on your situation. Everyone's situation is different. It's so hard to put people into a group webinar. We've tried it. Everyone's situation is way too different to just cookie cutter this approach. So that 45 minutes to an hour is for the client. And I say that because it's so important for the client and for you listeners to come into this call and just tell us where you are. If you're brand new, come into it and say, hey, I'm brand new and this is what I'm thinking about doing. For those of you that are seasoned vets, and I know there's a lot of you that are within this community, I've been in business for 20 years, tell us, I've got 10 entities, I've got 10 rental properties. This call is for you. So the more that you help us understand what your experience is, where you want to go, we can try and fill in the blanks for you on how to protect your assets, how to build additional funding, and how to maximize on your taxes. But over the course of that 45 minutes to an hour, that's what we want to break down and give you as much benefit as possible. But it sounds like that it's not a one-size-fits-all, like it's a choose-your-own-adventure journey in a sense because somebody may come in at the, at the beginning and you guys help them set up just the beginning. But if they come in at the later end, it, it sounds like there may even be some kind of like cleanup work that needs to be done because, I mean, to be honest, if you've been self-employed for any length of time, you've gotten advice from here, you've gotten advice from here, and you've certain, set certain things up that may be out of date and need to be kind of revamped. And so you guys have 
people that can help with all the above is what it sounds like. Correct. Yeah. And that's why I say to you, it's so important to go into this call and just let us know where you are and what you have. Our advisors obviously have a roadmap that they're looking to take you down to help you with the privacy and the protection to maximize on the tax benefits and to show yourself as a business. But what do you already have? What's missing from it or what's great about it? And what can you do throughout the course of the year to make sure you have profit and loss statements at the end of the quarter to make educated decisions for yourself on where your investments are best suited for your business and your goal in five to 10 years? It's so good. Thank you. Thank you so much for being willing to come on today, Tommy, and and share this with our audience. I know just from our experience, uh, as we help people, when they call Wealth Without Wall Street, they're coming in in all different shapes and sizes and, and places in that journey, the same way that you explained that they are when they come work with you. And we, we give them the right next thing grid, right? And we walk them through each of these five pillars that it takes to get to financial freedom. Two of those pillars are tax strategy and structures and planning. And neither one of those things are we experts in or even licensed to give advice in any way, shape or form. And so it's awesome to know that we have a partnership that we can then say, hey, by the way, here's a group that does focus on these things, that does have a roadmap for you to get those things checked off your list on your journey. So I'm really excited to, uh, to be able to work with you guys going forward. And for people that do want to get that, that first initial call, where would you uh, send them to and how can we get that set up? Yeah, for anyone that wants to take the call, please, please just go ahead and click on. We'll get you a link to be able to put below the show notes or wherever you want to put those. Um, please click on the link so we know where you're coming from. We work with a lot of different types of business. We work with online businesses, real estate investors, stock investors, small businesses in general. But if you click the link, it really helps us track where you're coming from, understanding the model and the process that you guys teach, and uh, being able to help you for where you're coming in and what you're listening to. So feel free to click on the link, pick a time that works best for you, and we look forward to helping you the best we can. Hey, Try basically what um, Tommy's saying is that we've trained every one of their CPAs to never use the words... <laughs> IRA or 401k or any of those cuss words. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. By the way, I should have told it. I should have said earmuffs for all hey, the kids put, in the car before we did put, that. Put but. a dollar in the cuss jar, Russ. Okay. <laughs> Come on. But uh, but thank you, Tommy, for helping us set up the primecorpservices.com um, slash wealth without Wall Street link and um, giving them that access, but also. Um, Tribe, obviously, whenever you guys click that link, it, it, it helps them understand what their time was useful on our podcast and also helps us understand um, they will give us feedback as the things that you guys are interested in. We want to keep providing value and benefit to you. So when we know that you're uh, participating with the partners that come on the show, it helps us understand where we need to go deeper and how we can keep serving you at the highest level. Tommy, man, it's a lot of fun. Thank you so much for enduring all our dumb questions or at least mine. And I, I appreciate you listening to this audience because you're the ones who make this show uh, great. Uh, if you found value, please take time, rate, review it, and share it with somebody else. Tommy, have a great day, man. Thank you, you as well. 
This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.